is going on, guys? Sumi here with Dogcast, and today I'm going to be talking about why you should not get a working dog breed when you're in your 20s. Yes, there are people out there that have working dog breeds, and they're in their 20s, and they take care of them, and they're, you know, wonderful dog owners. Look, I get that, but that is far and few. The majority of people that get dogs, like Dobermans, like Rottweilers, like King Corsos, like German Shepherds, like Belgian Malinois, so on and so forth, they can't control them. And I don't care if you had a dog before or that you had a really well-behaved German Shepherd in your life. Look, it, it doesn't matter. These are working dogs. And so I say this with a lot of passion because I see so many people go pick up a really cute German Shepherd puppy from the breeder, whatever it might be, and they bring this dog home not realizing it's going to be a 70, 80, 90, 100-pound animal that's going to need exercise, love, attention, stimulation, and obviously food every single day. So let me just start off in the first category and talk about the financial aspect of taking care of a dog. Look, if you don't have time for a part-time job, where you have to work 20, 30 hours a week, do not get a dog. I see so many people that are so busy in their career pick up a dog and they just add it to their life. They think, oh, it's going to be wonderful. I'm going to have this dog. He's going to keep me pumping. I work so much anyway. Look, I really need a companion in my life. Look, it's not worth it. It's not for you. It's not going to make your life easier. It's going to make your life a hell. If you get a dog and you don't have time for a part-time job, guess what? you're not going to have time to take care of the dog because having a dog is literally like having a baby, especially when they're puppies. See, people get upset with me when I tell them I'm not typically fond of puppies, and it's because I've been around a lot of puppies. Puppies eat, they poop, they cry, and they need attention. Puppies are not easy to take care of. They're just like babies. They are babies for dogs, essentially. So at the end of the day, when you get a puppy, it's going to require your attention pretty much all the time. And when I had my dog, I spent every single waking hour of the day taking care of my dog. That's why my dog is so well-behaved now. My dog is super easy to take care of. For those of you who don't know, I have a Rottweiler, and it's a huge Rottweiler. I have a 130-pound German Rot. He's a huge dog. He's very well-behaved. He's very well-trained. But this is a killing machine. You've got to understand that Rottweilers, at the end of the day, are guard dogs, and they need to be controlled. And there are certain things that piss him off. There are certain things that tick him off, not towards me, but towards things in the population, when people are running fast, when there's some abnormal activity that he considers abnormal, which may be very normal to us, my dog gets upset. And I have to know what his psychological cues and triggers are in order for me to be a good dog owner. Because the last thing I want is my dog attacking someone or hurting someone or being put in a situation with me and myself to you know, cause me to not have the dog anymore. So as a responsible dog owner, I have to make sure that I know everything that's going on in my dog's mind and I understand the psychology of the dog and I have to train the dog from a young age to understand the world around him. So when he's a puppy, he needs to have a lot of attention. And a lot of people just don't really understand that having a dog requires you to give a lot of attention. So if you don't have time to give to this dog, I'm talking like four or five hours a day when they're a puppy, you know, don't have a dog. And some of you might be like, oh, this is kind of overboard. You know, I had a dog and I gave him two hours a day and he was fine, whatever it might be. Like, good for you. But I'm not trying to have some ABC123 dog. My dog follows me without the leash everywhere I go. He listens to me every time I say something. And it's not necessarily about the submissive nature of it. He just trusts me. He knows what I'm telling him is going to allow him to live a safe and secure life. So he listens to me blindly. That's the way a dog should be trained. A dog should listen to you and trust you and really take your direction as something that he should do without asking questions first. So when you get these working breeds, they're very, very stubborn a lot of times, and they're not going to listen to you unless you have built up a lot of trust, a lot of practice, a lot of activity with that dog in terms of training, in terms of reinforcing what he needs to do. So when you get a dog like this, you need to have the time once again. Number two, let me talk about this. You need to have money to take care of a dog like this. I feed my dog very high quality food. My dog food costs me, you know, $400, $500 a month. Now I'm not saying that you need to go Mr. Gourmet Chef on a dog. 
But I'm telling you, in order for your dog to live long and to live a healthy life, which I'm sure all of you want, you need to be feeding him quality food. Not kibble from ABC Pet Store around the corner that $30 a bag for a 30-pound bag. It's not good for your dog. You need to be getting high-quality food and feeding them high-quality ingredients for them to have a high-quality diet and to live a high-quality life. Dogs require nutrition. And I think a lot of times people feed their dog the same garbage every single day, and they expect their dog to live a very happy and healthy life. And that's the biggest problem. Nutrition is 70% of it. You have to be feeding your dog a balanced diet. You have to be feeding your dog a good diet. And I'm not here to talk about what dog food or what diet you should be feeding your dog because there's so many schools of thoughts on this, and a lot of them you know, do the job. But at the end of the day, you have to be spending money to take care of a dog, not only in the food but also for the bones because bones are good for a dog. They're good for their teeth and just for stimulation in general. Now, you don't have to buy your dog 100 toys, but you have to make sure that they have something that they can play with and that they can be stimulated with. So it's very, very important that you're spending money on your dog. That's just the first part of this, right? When we really go into it, you're going to have to spend money on your dog if you're traveling a lot, if you're working a lot, if you're just not able to be there. I travel a lot for work. I have to spend a lot of money on dog sitters, on people that can take care of my dog because I care about my dog and I want someone to be attentive towards him. It's like having a four-year-old, five-year-old in the house at all times. And that's the best analogy I can give you. Dogs are literally like a four-year-old or a five-year-old in a lot of aspects. So I make sure that someone is there and available for my dog in case he needs to go walk, in case he needs to be fed, in case he needs anything. And yes, I can leave my dog alone at home for like 12 to 15 hours. Like he'll be fine. But I would rather have him be with someone because I love my dog, and that's what good dog owners do. It's not that I'm trying to baby the dog into having a ton of attention. It's because I care about my dog, and when I'm not with my dog, that's my world. That's all I have, and I got to make sure he's taken care of. The third thing is the mindset. These dogs require a really, really solid mindset. If you have a working breed dog, you can't just go in in a lazy mindset thinking this dog is going to listen to you because you fed it, because you took care of it. These dogs are stubborn. They will not listen to you. They will challenge you. They will push because they're always trying to be the alpha, the dominant of the house. So you've got to make sure that you have money, like I said in number two, for training the dog in the first place, getting proper training set up in place from a dog handler that knows what they're doing. Or if you're very qualified, look, you have to have the right mindset to be able to handle the dog. So when you're getting a dog like a German Shepherd or a Belgian Malinois, First and foremost, these dogs need to be worked. They need to have the exercise. You need to have the time to dedicate towards exercising them. Then once they're more calm, once their energy is kind of run out, you need to be very, very strong and repetitive and reinforce your training with the dog every single day. This also takes time. It takes patience. It takes a lot of commitment from you. I think one of the biggest things I hate is when I see people say, oh, I have a roommate. He's going to help me take care of the dog. No, it's your dog. You need to take care of it. You need to do everything from brushing its teeth, from giving it a bath, from walking every day, from giving it food. And God forbid when that time comes, you need to be there financially to take care of the dog when the dog gets sick. I just had to spend over five grand the last week to take care of my mom's dog because my mom's dog had some problems. And this was a very, very large expense. Most people can't afford this amount of money. Most people don't have that money saved up to be able to take their dog to the vet and really go through emergency surgery. And this is what I'm telling you guys. When you have a life on your hands, you have to be prepared not only in the emotional aspect, but the financial aspect to take care of it. While dog vet bills don't go over 100 grand in typical nature, some of them do go up towards the 10 grand, 12 grand, 20 grand limit when your dog gets very old and they need surgery. It's up to you to be there financially for your animal. And it's a responsibility that you're taking on. I understand there's a lot of good sentiments into taking a dog from a shelter and rescuing them and providing them a better life. Yes, that is a part of it. But at the same time, when that dog gets older, you have to be there to take care of their health problems. Because just like anything else in the world, they get sick, they get old, and they eventually pass away. And you need to be there to make sure that you can take care of that dog. My biggest problem is this, and the reason I'm saying all this is because people in their 20s get dogs to look good on the Instagram. 
to go out and look cool in front of their friends. Oh, yeah, I have a dog. He loves me. I love him, so on and so forth. But the reality is they don't have the time, the energy, the resources to dedicate towards taking care of this animal, and the animal gets neglected, and the animal becomes so attached to this person, and it can't really get that person anymore. And it really becomes this toxic relationship where the dog is unable to really get the attention and the love and the care and the resources that it needs, and it starts acting up. The dog starts acting up. And then the owner's like, oh, my God, this dog is crazy. I can't take care of it anymore. I love the dog, but I can't take care of it. And that dog ends up going to the pound. It ends up getting misdiagnosed as having some kind of behavioral problems. And in the worst and worst case of scenarios, that dog acts up to a degree where it has so much energy that it becomes aggressive, where it becomes unresponsive to any training. And it starts becoming a problem. And that's the biggest thing I see with working dog breeds. They get this label of being very aggressive. And it's not that these dogs are intrinsically born with being aggressive. They just have a lot of energy. They want to work. They want to please. And when you have a dog that wants to work and that has a lot of energy and it doesn't get that out, it becomes frustrated and it becomes aggressive and it becomes reluctant to really engage in peaceful behavior because it wants to get its energy out at all times. And that's where these dogs really get that rep of being very aggressive. They're very trigger friendly. They want to bite everyone. It's not necessarily true. My Rottweiler is the nicest dog out there. But at the same time, he can be a loaded gun if he's not getting his exercise, if he's not getting his energy out. And he knows that we have a schedule every single day with a lot of structure that I'm taking him out at this time, that I feed him at this time he knows when i get up he knows my work schedule he understands my life and he knows to a t when he's getting fed what he's doing and because he has structure he's the best dog ever he's much better behaved than these small chihuahuas that are constantly trying to attack everybody around them to these giant mastiffs that are just sitting around at home he knows everything he has to do and it's because i provide him structure the biggest thing i'll tell you right now between all this if you read between the lines of what i'm saying people in their 20s don't have a lot of structure they don't even know what they're doing in their life most of you in your 20s aren't financially stable. You don't know what's going on in your relationships. You don't know what's going on in your business. You don't have your own life together. So how can you expect to take care of another life when you don't have yours together? And you can jump onto this noble philosophy of like, we'll figure it out together. But that's not realistically what needs to happen. You need to make sure that you can take care of yourself before you take care of another life.